Select Courtside is always a really nice card in my opinion with their nice in-game action shots and they're rare even as the base are super short printed. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Sam Dunks, the weekly NBA show over at Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Sam. Please follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Slab Stocks, and then click that little subscribe button here on YouTube as well. I would also like to plug our daily investment newsletter. We've been running that basically every day since the beginning of Slab Stocks. Every single day you get a couple of emails, one with some buy it now targets, one that is loaded with a number of auctions from basketball, football, soccer, baseball, Pokemon. Uh, there's a budget corner in that email too. All of them with the best current deals that we can find at value prices. It might be hard for you to comb through all of the auctions on eBay yourself, so let us do the work for you. Go and sign up at slabstocks.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page and insert your email where it says Sunday Slab Inbox Trading Trends. It says Sunday, but it comes every day. It's free and presents tremendous value to you. If you ever see on our Slab Stocks Instagram account when people share a huge profit and they say, thank you, Slab Stocks, it's almost always on a card that they bought through our email links. So if you went in on that action, go over to slabstocks.com, put in your email address where it says Sunday Slab Inbox Trading Trends. Zero dollars for you to use, lots of dollars for you to make. The next few months are going to be representing probably the best months to be investing in the NBA card market. The whole market is experiencing a bit of a recession right now. Uh, that's perfectly fine, by the way. Every healthy market goes through peaks and valleys. It's actually a good sign for the market that it has dropped 30% or more in some corners. While everyone else zags to the next trend or to the newest sport, you should be zigging back into the NBA market. To help you out, we will be loading up our daily investment emails with NBA buys over the next few months so that you can be better positioned to profit once the next NBA season begins. In my video last week, I did talk at length about the drop that we've been seeing across the NBA market, particularly on players that are no longer playing in the NBA playoffs. This happens every single year. It's a bit of a bigger drop than normal, perhaps, but there are also many more buyers in the market than ever before. There's no reason to panic. Make smart reactions instead of emotional reactions. Now is the time to buy and hold rather than to sell. It might not be the time to buy, though, for players that are still playing. Today I want to talk about some actual basketball, since I really haven't done that for the past several weeks. I want to cover some of the more exciting young players that still are in the playoffs, and then analyze their current markets on various cards. So, starting off with the big game from last night, and since I am recording this on Monday afternoon, I'm talking about Game 2 between the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, just an absolute brutal blow for the Nuggets' soul as Anthony Davis buried that step-back three at the buzzer to put the Lakers up 2-0 in the series. The Nuggets had been down by as much as 16 points in the third quarter before they stormed back, took the lead, and then they mostly held up onto, onto that lead up until two seconds left in the ballgame. And I don't know what's a bigger blow, losing the game on a buzzer beater or having Dwight Howard fart jokes and all harass you off the court after the game. Just a really rough scene all around for the Denver Nuggets and the Denver Nuggets faithful. Back to Anthony Davis, though. This was the Lakers moment that we've been looking for. He left New Orleans, which, you know, great town, just not a huge basketball town, ended up in the number one basketball market in America. He needed a moment like this to really endear himself to Lakers fans. This was that standout moment. 
the way he you know, curled around the arc, he stepped right into that three without a moment of hesitation. It was really just an you know, incredible shot for anyone. Uh, but for a guy who's six foot ten to shoot it that fluidly, you only see a couple of bigs per generation able to do that. Incredible stuff. But he's much more than just a moment. You know, this whole playoffs, he's arguably been the best player in the entire league. Just a steady 29 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal and a block, and a half per game, shooting 57% from the field and 40% from deep. Obviously, if there was a vote today for playoff MVP, that would probably be going to LeBron. But Anthony Davis is right there with him. He leads the entire playoff field in win shares, in win shares per 48 minutes. Of players that average more than 30 minutes per night, he leads all playoff participants in net rating. The Lakers sport an offensive rating of 117.4 points and a defensive rating of 102.3 points when he's on the court. And that comes with a huge drop-off when he sits. During those minutes, the Lakers post an offensive rating of 105.8 and a defensive rating of 114.3 when he's on the bench. That's a difference of 23.6 points per 100 possessions. Incredible. Obviously, everything in Los Angeles and the NBA at large revolves around LeBron James, and rightfully so. Uh, it's difficult even for a guy of Anthony Davis's caliber to step into the spotlight when LeBron is standing over his shoulder casting a huge shadow. But that being said, Davis's card market has lagged behind for a long time now, and I don't see that continuing for much longer. His 2012 PSA 10 Base Prism rookie cards have most recently sold for just over $2,000. They've been on a slow but steady rise over the last week and a half, but going back to September 1st, it's actually a drop of 3%. Now, it's not a surprise that his market has seen you know, this sort of action over the past month, since that's been the experience of most cards, particularly of players still in the bubble. What could happen if the Lakers win the championship? A bit hard to definitely say since the market really is just a lot different right now than it was last year, but we could look to Kawhi Leonard's 2012 PSA 10 Prism market for a comparison. In preparation for the Raptors' NBA Finals victory, Kawhi's PSA 10 rookie was selling at an all-time high of $374. By the end of June, only two weeks after the championship, the same card was selling for $262, which represents a 30% drop. That pretty much held throughout the entire offseason, up until the middle of September when it broke $400 for the first time and then $500 for the first time as excitement for the new season began to build once more. Now, whether we use history or whether we use the NBA card market currently as our barometer, it indicates that Anthony Davis's base prison market will eventually drop, even if the Lakers win the NBA Finals. But moving forward, I really believe he's a solid investment choice. Hovering right around $2,000 right now, if we compare that to Luka Doncic's PSA 10 Prism-based rookie card market, I think we can find some reason for optimism. Going back to August 23rd, which was the last really big Luka moment in the NBA playoffs, 20 PSA 10 base Prism rookie cards were sold on eBay that day for an average price of $1,928. So within spitting distance of Anthony Davis right now. While those numbers are similar, their PSA pop reports show a different story. Luca has 13,477 PSA 10s of his base prism rookie card. Anthony Davis only 1,195 available. That's just 9% the size of Luca's market. Now, obviously, one player is an up-and-coming MVP. The other is a guy who could really just never get it done by himself in New Orleans. But considering what Davis is doing right now, his chance at winning the NBA Finals, the likelihood of him sticking around in Los Angeles for years to come, and then just the relative rarity of this rookie card... I think this is a nice option moving forward. Of course, you're bound to get a better deal if you wait two months before buying. 
For instance, Luka Doncic's rookie cards that we just looked at are currently going for $12.75 currently, which represents a 34% drop since August 23rd. A cheaper Anthony Davis option, which I've mentioned in the past, is his Prism update that came out in this year's Chronicles set. It's his first Prism card in a Lakers jersey, and if he wins the NBA Finals and sticks around in Los Angeles, it's almost certain to have, ho have hobby appeal for years to come. Currently, the raw base is going for around $20, so a pretty decent budget option for you. Of course, this was the same thought process that was applied to Kawhi Leonard's Prism update that came from the same set, and now that he's out of the playoffs and the Clippers' future outlook being greatly tarnished, uh, that investment just probably isn't going to work out very well long-term, especially if he ends up leaving the Los Angeles Clippers after next season, which certainly isn't out of the question. But that's just kind of how these speculative investments go. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. Moving on to the other side of the court. Jamal Murray remains just an incredibly consistent source of offense for these Denver Nuggets. Uh, these playoffs, he's shot 50% from the field, 47.5% from three on 7.6 three-point attempts per game, also chipping in 27 points, five rebounds, six assists, and a steal. That's just an all-around huge improvement over the regular part of the 2019 regular season, where he posted a 46% field goal percentage, shot 35% from three on five and a half attempts per game, and scored 19 points, four rebounds, five assists, and a steal. So he's made a leap, and it's been really fun to watch in real time. Last night was not his best night, although he did end with 25 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. Good all-around stat line. The shot wasn't as good as it has been. He only shot 42% from the field and 22% from beyond the arc. The Lakers clearly had a game plan in place to not let Murray beat them, and they really just hounded him the entire night. I don't remember a single shot attempt that came easily, and he still put up that impressive line. So even with the poor shooting... He was still by far the team best plus 16 points in his time out there. Really just good stuff to see from a young guard in some big time playoff moments. The Nuggets have shown us you can never really count them out coming back from 3-1. Uh, and while I really would like to see them continue playing, I don't think they're going to be beating the Lakers this time around. Uh, regardless of what happens, though, in this series, what we've seen from Murray is, is not going to pay big dividends in his market over the next few weeks but it really could pay big dividends over the next few years. If he comes out as this new player next year, and then he makes his first all-star team next year, and he continues to be one of the most exciting young guards of that next generation, there are good things in the future of his card market. So let's look at his 2016 Optic Hollow PSA 10 rookie cards, uh, one of which most recently sold for $680. Over the past two months, that's an increase of 213%. That's also basically half price of what his Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie cards are going for, which most recently sold for $1,225. Obviously, a big factor in that price discrepancy is that Prism is king, but Optic Hollows generally represent the top of the second tier of investment cards, and his Optic rookie is from that famed first year of Optic, which were just really nice looking cards in general. And while his Optic Hollow rookies are going for about 50% of his Prism Silver rookies, there are only about one quarter of them available. Uh, perusing his PSA Pop reports will show us that there are 128 of his PSA 10 Prism Silver rookie cards available, and only 37 PSA 10 Optic Hollow rookie cards available. I think Jamal Murray is going to be a good investment moving forward. I think there's plenty of opportunity for you to look outside of the prism market to find value. And if you are looking, you should start by looking into his optic rookies. Next up, 
Uh, let's go on to the other conference finals. Look at the matchup between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. First, looking at those two young three-point specialists from Miami. Of course, I'm talking about Tyler Hero and Sir Duncan Robinson. Now, obviously, the biggest contributor to the Heat's overall success are Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. But the key to unlocking Miami as this sudden powerhouse that they are has been the shooting of their two young wings. First up, let's talk Tyler Hero, who hails from my hometown. Gotta love that. Uh, he's a guy who came into the league with almost cult hero status, really. Uh, there are a variety of reasons for that, which I'm not going to get into here. Uh, for much of the season, his fan favorite status has really outstripped his actual production, which honestly isn't too rare for a rookie. Over the whole regular season, he averaged 27.4 minutes per game with 13.5 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists while shooting 43% from the field and 39% from deep. All in all, pretty respectable for a rookie, especially for a late lottery selection on such a deep team as Miami. Now, Spolstra has given him more minutes throughout these playoffs, and in the 12 games of the playoffs so far, he's played in 33 minutes per night with 15 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists while shooting 42% from the field and 36% from deep. In more minutes, his percentages have largely held up, and he's slightly improved in a few statistical areas, areas even with a slightly lower usage percentage compared to the regular season. The one area he's just not lacking at all is his confidence. He's been a fearless shooter, and doing so within the structure of the offense on a really good Miami team has been extremely positive. In his second quarter, and in the second quarter of their loss against the Celtics the other night, Hero scored 16 points, which is just the type of heat check that this guy is capable of. Comparing him to Duncan Robinson, Hero is just the better creator, both for himself and for his teammates, and for that reason, he has the higher ceiling. Not to mention, he's only 20 years old compared to Duncan's 26 years of age. Now, the card market has been high on him pretty much ever since he's been drafted. He's the right combination of offensive excitement and great NBA market to warrant such market-wide appeal, and he's continued to have a hot card market right through to the present. Looking at his raw base select courtside rookie cards, the most recent sale is for $150, which is a 74% increase since the beginning of September. There's been a few low points in that time as well. It hovered closer to $100 twice over the past week. Select Courtside is always a really nice card, in my opinion, with their nice in-game action shots. And they're rare, even as the base are super short printed. There are only five Tyler Hero PSA 10 Select Courtside rookies in circulation, according to the PSA Pop Report. But there are still a fair amount of raw cards floating around on eBay. And I think those are going to be great options if you want to buy them and then send them in for grading. Of course, again, my refrain is that this is not the best time to buy on him, uh, but in a month or so, I think you could be doing a lot worse by looking anywhere else. His running mate, Duncan Robinson, I get a lot of DMs from people asking how they can invest in this guy, and honestly, you know, there's just not a ton available. You know, it's basically due to his route to the NBA. He went from barely playing until his senior year in high school in New Hampshire. He moved on from there for a postgraduate year at Phillips Exeter Academy. From there, he wound up playing Division Three ball at Williams College, then really started to get attention, and then played three more years after that for the University of Michigan, after which he went undrafted in the 2018 draft, signed a two-way contract that July with the Miami Heat. Dwayne Wade took him under his wing. Robinson continued to hone his shooting prowess as he bounced between the G League and the NBA. And then just one season later, he's become one of the premier three-point specialists in the entire league. So much of this rapid improvement has to do with his work ethic. But as happens with these things, 
we also need to credit the Heat's tremendous player development and tremendous coaching. Eric Spolstra has continually preached that, that Duncan just needs to shoot the three when he gets the chance. And over the course of the regular season, he was taking 10 three-point attempts per 36 minutes while hitting nearly 45% of those threes. He's held up the number of attempts in the playoffs, and while he's converting fewer of them in the playoffs in these big, these big scenarios, he's still hitting an incredible 41% from deep. One of the remarkable things when you watch him is that his three-point stroke is just so consistent. It's also incredibly quick, and when you combine that with his six-foot, seven-inch frame, he can basically hit in any situation. Coming off a screen, hand in the face, wide open set shot, it really doesn't matter with him. They're all good shots. Again, he is 26 years old, so he's already playing from behind as far as his career goes, but he's right there with the very best three-point shooters in the entire league, and he's going to remain right there at the top for quite some time. And the really only good rookie card for him available is his 2018 National Treasures on-card auto, which is numbered to 99. After sitting in the $320 range since August 26th, the most recent sale went for $600. He's likely never going to be more than a three-point specialist, but he could be the best in the league at that, so that's not really a knock against him. He did appear in this year's Mosaic product, so he's, he's heavily featured for the first time in his second year, and I think there are some good options present in Mosaic for him. My favorite look for him is from that set is probably, you know, it's never going to be super investor-friendly since it is so widely available, but that's his Mosaic Orange Reactive, uh, which has been hovering around $20 for the month of September, up 27% since the beginning of the month, although that is only a $4.50 increase. Still a super attractive card, though. For better value, you could probably look to Mosaic's numbered or short-printed parallels, which there are a number of them. Blue numbered to 99, purple to 49, Peacock, super short print, uh, Red Fusion, which is numbered to 88. Some of those are, are pretty good options for you if you're looking for his second-year cards. Last up for our discussion today, one of the big potential winners from this playoffs could be Jason Tatum when it's all said and done. You know, for a team that looks like a team of the future to immediately be knocking on the door as a team of the present, it's been a pretty incredible turn of events for the Boston Celtics. Of course, Miami came out and blew the doors off the Celtics in the second halves of the first two games of the series. And in both games, it was Miami's 2-3 zone and their team conditioning that were simply too much for the Celtics to handle. Now in Game 3, the Celtics tried to solve the 2-3 zone conundrum by basically just running headlong right into it and then kicking it out to suddenly open three-point looks as the zone collapsed around them. And they generally had pretty good results with that. Now the second part of the problem is not going to be as easy of a one to solve as the Heat team just runs deeper so their players have fresher legs than their Boston counterparts. Now, Boston's fourth most used player, Marcus Smart, has played over 100 minutes more than Miami's most used player, Jimmy Butler. Those high minute totals have a tendency to rack up over time. However, Boston is getting a big break right now. They last played on Saturday night. They will play next on Wednesday. So with three full days of rest, there's a good chance that the Celtics come back refreshed and then ready to run with the Heat for a full 48 minutes. If that's the case... And if the Celtics can pull off the series win, then they're going to match up pretty well with the Lakers, in my opinion. And if that's the case, anything could happen. Uh, if that happens, look for Tatum to be an entirely different conversation league-wide than he has been so far. You know, there's nothing more that I can say about who he is as a player. He's not quite as good as he looked back in February, and we should really never judge a player off of his best days. But he's certainly been very good in these playoffs. 25 points per game. 
10 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, and a block, shooting 45% from the field and 39% from 3 on just under 7 three-point attempts per game. Not too shabby for the 22-year-old. Short term, obviously, the value on any Jason Tatum card is most likely due for a price hit. But long term, you can find value most anywhere you look in his market. His 2018 PSA 10 Prism Silver cards, that's his second year of Prism, have most recently sold for $330. And there are several available live on eBay as auctions and buy it now, so that could change by the time this video is released. But $330 is a 560% increase since the day the NBA shut down. When this card inevitably drops in the offseason, I think Tatum's second-year prism will hold some nice value long-term, even as a bit more affordable of an option as he is looking like a long-term hold as a player. All right, that is all the time I have for today. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to go over to slabsocks.com and sign up for our daily investment newsletter, and we'll see you next week.